Hello, everybody, and welcome to Stacey and Sean, Good for the Soul, epic episode number 17. Such an exciting day. I am Sean. I'm here with my good friend who doesn't like cornbread ice cream, Stacey. <laughs> Hi, soul worker Stacey. How are you? Hello, Sean. How are you and your cornbread ice cream? Oh, my word. I about died looking at that picture. And if you guys don't know what we're talking about, you're missing out on our good stuff. Um, check it out on our Stacy and Sean's Quack Pack Posse. On you can find us on Facebook. We are a cool kids group, and Sean posted a beautiful picture of the best ice cream ever. Oh, oh! So oh. if you haven't listened to Epic Episode sixteen, <laughs> stop right now. Uh, go back and listen to that one. It's not super long. Definitely super fun. But we talk about some epic ice cream uh, along with a lot of epic other things. But Stacey, you know, speaking of epic, epic episode 16, we also talked about some stuff that's going on with you. Do you want to share a little bit about what's going on in your in your life journey with the crew? I was going to say some more changes and, and just fun stuff of like, why not? Sure. You know me. I'm an open yeah, book. Let's, and Let's hear it. Let's, let's, let's get down to the nitty gritty for the quack back. You know, you know that I love to overshare because I do find in my life and one of the purposes of my life is to be an example. And I will share every dirty detail of what I can with my life if that means helping somebody else in their life. And for about two and a half years, maybe about three, I was in a really, really severe accident almost four years ago. And that seemed to set off a domino effect of different things. Um, and about two years ago, I was told that I have blood cancer. And then that turned into, well, maybe not. It looks like you have an autoimmune disease attacking your blood. And then lupus started being thrown around. And it's been a very tumultuous, annoying path because when you have autoimmune diseases, nobody knows for sure what's going on, what's this, what's that, your borderline, um, two positive ANAs, one negative, and it's been a free-for-all. And throughout this free-for-all, I have not been properly taken care of. And recently, I have had the opportunity to really get some good health insurance and really get into some excellent doctors who have my back, including my cardiologist who has been with me through a multitude of different situations, including when I had my diaphragmic hernia surgery, he was the cardiologist who took care of me. And we trauma bonded, basically. Um, because it was during COVID. And so, you know, I didn't have anybody to sit by my bedside. And so my doctors and nurses ended up being my BFFs through those two massive surgeries. And when I, you know what I mean, Jelly Bean? So yeah, I, I mean, you know what, I, before we get in there for, you know, those doctors and nurses that were on the front lines every day, but especially during COVID, there was a lot going on, right? They were, yes. they were not seeing their families, they were seeing patients and Wow, that that was a hard time. So I can't even imagine going through surgery during that time because the rest of the world was already in a free for all. So there was a lot absolutely, of yeah. and not being able to have my own family through this. You yeah, know what I mean? I mean, difficult. it was horrible, and so my doctors were my everything, and my cardiologist has been incredible. And if anything, him and <laughs> ironically enough, my chiropractor have been the two people who've been like, nope, something else is going on. Let's push this. Let's push that. So and, and amazingly enough. So my cardiologist sent me to a really good rheumatologist and rheumatologist is like, you know, it looks like lupus. I don't know for sure. Your borderline will call it lupus, but you know, we're just going to go ahead and give you medication that will take care of Hymax, um, the lupus kind of, you know, Plaquenol, and it's going to help reduce your symptoms. Plus I have something called Sjogren's, which is another autoimmune thing. And we'll watch you and we'll see you in a few months. I'm like, okay. Okay. So, All right. Yeah. What are you going to do? It so seems in the meantime, like maybe they're on their way to something. 
Right. And in the meantime, I'm exhausted. And I mean, Sean, you know, as a close friend, how exhausted I am. There have been a lot of different times where I've had to rearrange my sessions or cancel and move them around for the next day or the day after, because there are certain days where I wake up and I'm okay. And then by two o'clock, I am done. Like I just, you have no idea. He's exhausted. No idea. And it's been a massive issue. And so, and then I would go into having some massive flares where I cognitively cannot talk. You know this, you, you and I have had these conversations. Yeah. Even doing the podcast at times, there have been times where I'm like, I don't know, Sean, this is going to be interesting to see how this goes because cognitively I have a really difficult time where even to the point where Max misses a lot of work sometimes because I can't get out of bed. I need help getting in the shower. I can't use my hands, my arms. I mean, this is this is some serious stuff and I have some major issues. Well, I call my rheumatologist and been put on steroids for the first 4 months of the year. And then after April, she's like, Stacy, we can't keep giving you steroids. We're going to have to send you to a neurologist because I think you have MS on top of the other stuff. And so went to go see the neurologist. Phenomenal. If you guys need a neurologist in Clearwater, Florida, let me know. I will send you to him. He's phenomenal. Um, I have a brain selfie coming up next week for an MRI. I know. I'm so excited. That sounds fun. Yeah. But he was like checking me out and not in that way, but you know, and he's like, Hey, you have neuropathy on your left side. And I don't think it's MS. I I'm leaning towards autoimmune and lupus. And I'm like, okay. He's like, but let's go ahead and get you some labs. Let's get you the MRI and we'll go from there. And I'm like, cool beans. So we go do that. And then two days later, I go hang out with my cardiologist because we see each other monthly. We're best friends. And he, I had to wear Harvey, the heart monitor, um, last month, because if you guys remember my story of walking the bridge and getting off the bridge and not doing so well after that. So that rewarded me with Harvey and Harvey confirmed something not so great. And this has shaken me a little bit. It's, it's been a week, but, um, I am in uh, heart failure. And it's not something that's going to be changed. It's not something that's going to be turned around. And my cardiologist believes that it's autoimmune related. <laughs> so well, now. At least, at least you're consistent. Right. And it's just at this point, I'm frustrated because now I've got to go back to the rheumatologist because I next week and say, okay, so everyone's saying autoimmune. So what are we going to do now? And pray that she listens and doesn't just tap me on the head and say, um, oh, it's just fibromyalgia. And, you know, we'll see what the, the, the neurologist says. So it's it's been a thing. And the other big issue, and this is something that I have personally struggled with that we don't talk about very often, and that's my weight. And in 2017, I made a very conscious decision to lose weight with diet, exercise. I was almost 300 pounds, just about 300 pounds. And I cut back everything I could. And I did low carb and I walked every day and I lost 160 pounds. Wow. Yeah. And it was a huge thing. And exactly. And the frustrating part about this is, is after my surgeries and after I went through everything, I started gaining weight without changing my diet. Oh, Sean, you have no idea. Everybody, everybody that listens to this, everyone can sit there and send us a quick note about those times where they were on their, they were on their way. They were on their way to whatever goal they had. And then something happened and Boom. Such a bummer. I know everybody can relate to that. It's extremely frustrating. And it's like, I go out of my way to do everything I'm supposed to be doing. And in the meantime, I'm gaining weight more. And I went from 
160 pounds to 250. And then two, I got up to 270 back in January. And everyone's like, oh, it's water weight. Oh, it's, it's stress. Oh, it's this. Oh, it's that. And it even went to the point where my cardiologist started giving me Wagobi, which is just like Ozempic with the shots in the belly. And I'm at the highest dosage. I've been doing this since January, February. Sean, I haven't lost one pound. Ugh. Now, have you not actually lost any pounds or is it just moving around? Like, is it, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many things that could be going on, you know, clearly. Right. With your well, all the things, other health issues too. I've lost a total of eight pounds um, since I started. And his whole thing is it's got to be water weight because even if you look at my reels on Instagram and my pictures, I look like I'm losing weight. You've said it I believe, yourself. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I believe that. And, and I've gone from a size almost 20 down to a 16, almost 14 right now, but I haven't lost any weight. And so I'm still, and that apparently is because of the heart failure and the fluid retention. So the new game plan right now is Lasix, um, beta blockers, and a, we're in the process of looking at gastric bypass surgery to, because my heart's still very strong right now. And what the hopes are is if gastric will, first of all, save my diaphragmic hernia um, from coming back because we need to cut my stomach in half. And the second thing that it would be really great, it would be the weight loss that would come along with that. Right. So it's killing two birds with one stone. And it's been, it's been a week. It's been a week. <laughs> been a week. I, I, I think, you know, we spent a lot, we spent a lot longer, uh, on this moment than we usually do, but you know, we wanted everyone to know there's a lot going on and everybody has things happening in their lives. And it's okay to have down weeks. It's okay to have a rough week. It's okay to share those weeks with friends and to find someone who has a week like that and talk to each other. And it will it will get better as you talk it out, right? More people listening yes. and, and people that understand what you're going through. So Quack Quack, if you have stories like that, you know, share them with us. We'd love to be a listening ear. We'd love to hear what's going on. And we don't have to offer any advice or any thoughts, but just someone else to listen. Support is everything. Yeah. I mean, it's one thing. Like I found my mother-in-law, my sweet, beautiful mother-in-law. We went to go see her and she just was recently diagnosed with lupus. And but you can tell her what to do. Oh, exactly. And it's like again with the with the whole thing of example and being that person. And it was like so sweet to be able, and I'm going to get emotional talking to her and talking about this because it was so cool to be able to talk to her about stuff yesterday and for her to actually have somebody to relate to for a minute that that understood what she was going through. And it's one of those things that, and this is one of the reasons why we pulled this podcast together and why we're as random as we are is because we want to be those people for you guys. We want to be able to say, hey, we get you. We understand what you're dealing with. We understand what you go through. And we're here to listen. We're here to support. And we're here just for a place for you to go, hey, they get me. I get, you know what I mean? The yeah. camaraderie is everything. Correct. So, I think that's a go- great point to say. So if you haven't Quack Pack joined the Stacey and Sean Good for the Soul Facebook page or the Quack Pack Posse Facebook page. That's where we are. That's where we're liking and talking yes. and chatting and sending photos. So join us on those pages and, you know, be part of the Cool Kids Club. As Don't Stacey be shy. Here. Yeah. I mean, we, the more the merrier. And it's one of those things. I mean, I go on there at least a, a three times a day just to say hi to people or make random posts or stories. And Sean, I know you do too. It's something, it, you know, you hear a lot of people just do this for the the fun of it. This isn't just fun for us. This is, this is a piece of us. This is yeah, something it's that fun we, right. But this is who we are. And and so if you guys are going through similar, similar situations or struggles, let's go. I want to hear about it. I, I want to hear. I want to be there. I want to understand it with you. You know, there's there's you're not alone in your struggles. And, and you know, alone. you're not alone. Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, what are you going to do? Nothing. I'm going to make the best of every single day of every single second the way I have been. And 
you know, as a good friend keeps telling me, they've been wrong before and you don't like to settle down and listen to rules anyway. So why are you even going to consider this? And they're right. Right. So um, we have a very, yes, I was going to say, we have a very, very special guest. A very, very special guest. A very special guest. Now. Um, you know, I don't even think he needs an introduction, but no, I don't either. Here. We're just gonna let this happen because yeah, yeah so, I'm, Max, I'm so excited about welcome, this. Welcome, 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 husband Max to Hi, the husband Max. Hi guys, how are you? You're gonna talk louder, Mister. I'm so quiet. Sorry. There he is, <laughs> husband Max. It's so good to talk to you on here. How the heck are you? I am fantastic. Today was the last day of school in Pinellas County for children. So I Yay. Am Does that mean you have to go back tomorrow though? Um, we're not talking about Bruno. <laughs> okay. Gotcha. So maybe you'll show up, maybe you won't. You might be all of a sudden, you know, out at the beach. I'll show up. I just don't know how much I'm gonna get done. Uh, okay, all right, all right. That's that's not a bad thing. Well, so Max, I wanna hear you know, we, we've heard a lot about you so far. The Quack Pack and I have heard a lot about you, but it's I think we should, we, we should begin with hearing, you know, where did this begin? Like, tell us how you met Stacy and how you found out about her gift and why you didn't run away. I love this question because I've always told the story. I've never heard the story from his perspective. So Ooh. let's go. Yeah. Let's Come go. on there, buddy. Um, all right. So <laughs> picture it, Sicily. Um, um, I, um, I got a job teaching at a elementary school and I walked into a fourth grade classroom to work with students. And there was this lady in there and she was kind of crazy and kind of kooky. And she was helping the kids as well because she was in there volunteering and I thought she was cute, and I played really super hard to get and super cool, and I wasn't a nerd or a geek at all when I was talking to her. Oh, no. I think the first thing I actually said to her was like, hi, my name is Max, and I'm divorced. Oh, yeah. Okay. Literally, that that was the very first thing he said was, hi, I'm Max, and I'm divorced. I was like, hi, I'm Stacy. I'm divorced. Let's start a club. <laughs> so I yeah, mean, that sounds like a good way to start it. <laughs> and and I will never forget leaving that classroom and going to a good friend of mine going, "Well, I just met my next mistake and I'm going to marry him according to his father who had passed because I can feel him and I can feel his past relatives." So wait, 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 hold on a second. Now wait, we rewind. So <laughs> You, you, we know that you can feel Max, right? We've talked about it on the podcast before. Yes. So because of that, you could also feel his father who had already passed at this point? Yes. And his father told you? How, how does this come about? This, this is confusing for me. Walk me through Well, this. when I met him, I could, so imagine sitting at a table. He had stolen my student that I normally work with. And so I walk into this classroom and here's this weird man sitting with my kid and I'm like, what the flip? So I had some time to sit there at the table watching his interaction with my student. And at that time, I, of course, did what Stacy does best and I did my thing. And then he said what he said to me. I said what I said to him and we made small talk and I'm talking like it was so, so sad and pathetic. It was was it photography? I mean, we just, it was so pathetic. And I left to go to another classroom and I went to my friend, Debbie, she's now passed. And I said, I met my latest mistake and I am going to marry this man because I could feel his father. And she's like, what are you talking about? I was like, I'm going to marry this man. So it's, yeah, it was, it was weird. And of course there's, there's a song from Taylor Swift. That is my song for him. And it's that whole nice to meet you where you've been. I can read you like a magazine. That no, part right there is, a song. oh, it's fantabulous. But that was always my, my Mac song because it was, 
you know, my blank space. Like, let's go. You're you're gonna see all my crazy, and you're gonna get it. And here we go. We <laughs> and, and there we are. So Max. So at that point, you didn't know that she had a gift, right? I mean, clearly from I'm divorced. Nice to meet you. You don't get much. But as you as you grew into this, did you start to notice like, huh? You already told her she was a little crazy, which we knew a little kooky. Also, we know. But were there moments at the beginning of this dating before you realized that you're like, how come she already knows this? I haven't told her these things. Um, actually, I would say that that wasn't the case. Um, what really got me was that I, I worked with her daughter um, in a classroom, in a different classroom. And the daughter referred to me as the big scary guy who stood there and like talked to her and interacted in a weird way. Um, so I already had that going for me as a win. Um, and the other daughter apparently was not doing well in math, um, in high school. So no, middle or, school, sorry, she was in eighth grade. I apologize. Yeah, middle school. See, good stepdad you are. Yeah. <laughs> the worst. Um, listen, memory's hard. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> Look, it's five kids. Okay. Yeah, that's true. You got to lock them up. They're just numbers. And we're, we're at 10 years now of the story. So yeah. Um, so now it's a little bit hazy is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> long story short, uh, the, the older daughter needed some tutoring in math. So Stacy hired me and I was like, well, I don't really need the money, but I do like your time and I do like hanging out with you and I like your kids. So why not? And I ended up tutoring her well, daughter. At this point, you were coming over to, to tutor because you're a good, generous soul, but really was so that you could, you know, make eyes at mama and hope that something was going on. We'll see mom and I would hang out after the tutoring session and wax philosophical about the world's goings and talk he about taught me star Wars. I mean, we're talking, like I said earlier, not a nerd or geek at all, just totally important. relevant. It things. took us a very long time to even date because Mr. Man over here didn't want anything to do with that at all. So it well, was, very strictly platonic and the reason i even had him tutoring was to see what he would be like around my kids yeah i mean that's lovely though we think through right you know as a teacher you know you kind of have to watch what's going on and then you know as a divorced person and you know there's a there's a lot right think about a lot of people in relationships that are trying to move on to a next relationship that's that's a hard place to be yeah, you had just come out of your own. He was just recently divorced. Like we literally, met. it was literally just recently divorced. Like <laughs> I had just signed documentation <laughs> and I walked in like, oh, so, yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, you, you gotta, you gotta take a little moment for yourself for sure. So um, then, but, so basically she was, you know, we would hang out and we would talk, but while I was tutoring the kids, because it turned into just working with multiple kids um, <laughs> because she's like, Oh, I have a, a, a middle school kid that you work with. Oh, here. Oh, I have a, you know, an elementary school kid. Oh, here. You already know. You already know, Ashley, yeah. go ahead. Work with her. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you deal with her every day. Um, but you know, so then she would be not with us at that moment. We would be on the back porch working on uh, math or whatnot. And then these like strange people would show up at the house and she would go greet them. And then she would, they would go into like a back room and they would disappear for like 30 minutes at a clip. And, oh. you know, full oh, wait, honesty. Hold on. Hold on. But, but we have to stop for this one. So you were tutoring the kids, basically babysitting. Yes. So what was she doing? Well, at the time, um, my mind is obviously a very, you know, very clean, very white light oriented thing. Well, so I thought it was nothing, song. nothing nefarious <laughs> at all. I thought she was a hooker. So I'm not okay, lie. wait. So then, did you think, Stacey, close your ears? You don't need to hear this. Did, did you think that she, she wasn't hooking with you for a different reason? Like, if she was a hooker and people were coming over, then why were you tutoring the kids? Because I mean, at the end of the day, Sean, I was getting paid. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I mean, the money. Okay, so Okay. All right. Good to know. Okay. Good to know. I was so like, you, Hey, look, whatever you got to do, baby, to, to pay daddy, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> so you thought she was a hooker. So yeah, I guess we can fast forward to now, Cece, were you doing some sort of sessions at that point? What was, oh, what yeah. was happening? I was going to say I was doing my work and it would be hilarious because professional sports players would show up and leave and he would be like, 
what just happened, you know, and I mean, and then it took me down sitting him down one afternoon after tutoring, because at that point, my love language is food, you know, that I love you. And you mean something to me if I'm cooking for you. And literally, we had had dinner, because at that point, we're, you know, he's there anyways, might as well cook for him. And it was great, because we, we were, I will never forget this conversation of me looking at him going, so how do you, how do you feel about different people and what they do here? Sorry, Liz is calling. That's not me. Um, I said, so how do you feel about psychics or mediums? Because at the time I didn't know what to call myself. I wasn't doing the soul worker thing. And so Max, go ahead. Tell him, tell him your response to that there, big guy. Um, basically my only experience with, um, anything in the metaphysical realm, if you want to call it that was interacting with, um, my mother and my aunt and my grandmother who were very much, um, affectionately deemed woo woos. Um, (laughs) my aunt once said at the Thanksgiving dinner that, you know, we should all enjoy the food that we're taking into our mouths now because soon we're going to all ascend. And we're going to develop holes in our heads and we're going to breathe and sustain ourselves off of light energy. To which I just kind of sat there and stared at her with like half a fork load of food to my mouth going, really? And never wanted to let an opportunity pass. I was like, please explain more. (laughs) So, you know, that's been my experience with it. Um, Plus, before this, I worked for um, I worked for Sears Holding and I was a loss prevention manager and they taught me how to do interviews and interrogations. So I read off of body language constantly and I'm like, well, you know, X, Y, and Z, you you know, you're, you're looking for, you know, people's reactions to things. Um, A lot of these times these guys hunt with shotguns where they basically kind of go, Oh, and I'll use John Edwards as an example. Uh, I'm not trying to discount Mr. Edwards. Please don't sue me. Um, But you know, if you sit there in a group of people, if you have 15 to 20 people or even 100 people or 100,000 people and you say, oh, from this side of the room, I'm feeling I'm feeling a male presence with the, the, the initial M. Like half the audience going to go, oh, shit, that's me. That's he's talking about me because right. you know, M is one of the most prevalent letters for names because of, you know, biblical Sean, it took him seeing it to believe it. And this now fast forward two years. When, yeah. yeah, I would say two years. It was two years and it was so Max has a hobby and it is collecting and smoking cigars. And he has friends that are cigar shop owners. And, you know, it's it's a whole vibe for him. Okay. And they have little get-togethers. Well, the where what, what were they called? Oh, they were basically they're like parties. It's like a Tupperware party for Ben. Um, <laughs> With cigars, the, the vendor shows up, and they're like, "Oh, let's have a get-together." And then they sell cigars for a cheaper price, and they you can win prizes and. Okay, got you. Yeah, so we were sitting at a table with him and his best friend and five other men. And I'm like literally three three out of three women. I was number four there. The rest were men. And they're all chit-chatting and everyone's smoking cigars. And I'm just sitting there minding my business. And all of a sudden the phone rings and his friend gets up to answer it. And we start talking about what I do. And... His friend was like, yeah, BS. I don't believe you, whatever. You're full of it. And I said, I bet you $5 the man on the phone that that so-and-so is talking to will be walking in the store within eight minutes and he's going to be from Boston. And he's like, yeah, okay, sure, whatever. And what happened, Max? Um, Seven minutes later. A gentleman walked in with another gentleman, and they were both wearing, um, unfortunately, Boston regalia, <laughs> and had a wonderful accent. And um, they proceeded to start talking, and then everybody was like, "My friend that didn't believe in it was kind of like, oh." And then proceeded to prompt Stacy into talking to the gentleman, and then she proceeded to start talking to them about deceased relatives and how the person that was at their house wasn't the person that they need to be talking to. And he starts flipping out and calls his wife. 
who had a medium at the house that night to try to reach her mother that night. And I okay, was okay. already feeling okay, it. Okay, this, yeah. this, this story just took like a crazy turn. So, you know, you're out on a date, you know, trying to, to become married or whatever, I guess. You make and, it sound so much more romantic than it was. No, I do Sean, appreciate do this. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah, you're welcome. I'm, wow, I'm you are totally max right now. Yeah, yeah PG for the kids. Um, <laughs> I'm you know, just sitting here going, I want to hang out with you. And he was like, well, you got to do it my way. Come on, I'm going to do a cigar thing. Yeah, exactly. It was great. It was cute. We were, you know, falling in love. And these people now... You're like, hmm, you shouldn't talk to this medium. This medium doesn't know what they're talking about. Instead, have your wife call me. Yeah. No. Uh-uh. It oh, wasn't no, even no, that. No. She nope. proceeded to, the guy was on the phone and she's like, da-da-da-da-da. And then he's repeating it back to the wife and the wife says something and he repeats it back to her. I was doing my job. No yeah. money, no nothing. It was literally because, you know, me. And it, then all my friends started like freaking out. And then I have a friend that owned the cigar shop at that time. And he was from New York and um, he's of Italian descent. So he's got, you know, his necklace on with the, you know, the horn and everything on it. And she's like, so, and he looks like, you, you get- stay away from me. <laughs> oh, I think his exact words are, we're on a podcast, right? Yes. Be so, careful. So <laughs> his exact words were, um, you know, you fucking get away from me. <laughs> and he's like, and she's like, look, I'm going, what's the matter? And he's like, stay the fuck away from me. Go oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> so from there, right? So that was a few years into, you know dating whirlwind romance i hate you so much right and now you've been married for 10 years right just we've been technically married for eight you know it's going in eight years in october glorious year sean glorious years anyway i know it is you don't you don't have to tell me i already know that but what i want to know now max is i want to know when so that's the moment you kind of found out that she had a gift what what did that mean for you right because clearly now you can't really hide anything from your wife so well, you shouldn't. Well, you shouldn't anyway. But I mean, yeah. at this point, you don't even know, right? But I mean, now that you know these things, how how does that change what you're going through daily? What what you're choosing, right? How you're choosing gifts or surprising her with a tea or whatever that is. He didn't. That wasn't his thing. He's never been that kind of person. But he got to learn how. So it wasn't just me in certain aspects. He got to hang out with Jacob. And okay. Jacob, during his tutoring sessions, would walk up to him and start talking to him about his dead father. Oh, okay. Interesting. <laughs> we love ja- Jacob. Jacob has been. <laughs> Nothing says fun like a four-year-old walking up to you and talking about your deceased father. I mean, right. I mean I, I, listen, at, at that point, and just like I said at the beginning, you haven't ran. So clearly these things aren't scary to you, which is good. I, I mean, they're different, right? You're the only one that is that's talking about these things. So these are different and new, but I love hearing that, um, that because it's different. Right. So what did this, what did this do for you? Like, tell me what, how this is feeling on your side. (laughs) Um, essentially I just went along for Mr. Toad's wild ride. I was like, all right, well, this is cool. Um, you know, she talks to dead people and talks to, you know, people about their feelings and stuff and all the other good things. The, the best part though, was Jacob. Um, I, we've talked about this before, but being in the car and this was after we got married and, and Jacob telling Max when he was going to die. I mean, that, that's a, that's a crazy story. <laughs> well, I mean, once it once he tells you when you're gonna die, I mean, right there, it's it's game on. <laughs> yeah, I mean, at that point, you just get the countdown clock going, and you're like, okay, well, oh no, I guess I got a lot to do. Oh no, I'm from Pittsburgh, baby. We we, we got to fight this. We got to. <laughs> I'm gonna go out on my own terms. Oh no, seriously, we even went to the cardiologist this last month so he'd get all of his workup done, and and even we'll, we'll call him Doctor J said nope he looks good so (laughs) unfortunately i am apparently the picture of health (laughs) i I don't think that's unfortunate sir i think that's good i think i think they're supposed to be excited about that so let's let's jump back into you know so at this point you know you're married for 10 years and you're living with stacy every day right um what is that what is that like tell us paint me the picture stacy don't answer paint me the picture of what it's like to live with someone who 
knows what's going on in the world when you don't? Um, a lot of the time you spend kind of second guessing everything. Ooh. Just because you'll be sitting in a car and driving or she'll be driving and she'll be like, let's go left. And you're like, why? She's like, I don't know. I just have a feeling. And you go, this could go one of two ways. Sure. Let's go down Mr. Toad's wild ride. Yeah. And then you just, you know, you go and, you know, things happen and, you know, you run into people and, or you'll be in the, it's sometimes it's dumb stuff. Like you'll be in the grocery store and she'll look at you and just be like, somebody's going to be here. And you're like, really? Who? And she's like, I don't quite know, but someone <laughs> is going to show up. And you're like, oh, okay. And you're like, oh, look, it's that person, you know, that we haven't seen in five years. Right. It's so- annoying. And then, and then Max has a rule for me when we go out to eat. Okay. What is it? <laughs> so no talking um, to strangers <laughs> no um the general rule of thumb is that you're not she's not allowed to talk to the wait staff until we at least get drinks in <laughs> um and if we get drink orders in um if her hands are red and she's fidgeting um i make sure that we have like an appetizer in before she's allowed to talk to them <laughs> because otherwise it turns into so let me talk to you. And then it's, next so it's going to be a some, long night. What you're saying. I have some sobbing server standing there at the table and everybody staring at us. I'm eating like, you know, fried pickles and having a good old time. And the person's like, I never knew my mother. And it's like, Oh my God, I feel so bad for you. I, I love that because, you know, quack pack. I think we've talked about this on here before that when Stacy, you know, gets in the moment, her hands turn very red. Um, so you can kind of know what's going on. It's gonna what's about to happen, right? Well, with her, I mean, it's weird because she'll just sit there and she'll like she'll she's she's learned over the years to ease into stuff. She used to come around the corner of like the grocery store and see like some old lady there in like the cookie aisle, and she goes, "Hi," and you know, and she just. All of a sudden, like two both barrels just cuts loose on this person. <laughs> like, so your grandfather on your mother's side is or your husband. You know, you... and it's like the next thing you know, we have this sobbing person in the middle of the aisle. And in you're the like, middle oh of God, the grocery I'm... store. So, Stacey, so tell me you don't do that anymore. No, she's better. I've gotten better. I mean, okay. it only happens when I feel like it needs to. And it's interesting because Max and I have been through so much together. Like, my our youngest child was a preemie and I ended up developing preeclampsia at 27 weeks and moving into the hospital. And that was something very, it's very interesting because I used to be convinced that I couldn't work when I'm stressed or going through something. And that entire experience taught us completely different because what I would say that that experience pretty much is why I've gotten where I'm at. That experience was kind of like the um, the, the the fighting montage in every '80s action film, <laughs> where it's like you start off kind of rough, and then by the end of it, they're like you know they're breaking board to the look. That's and that's that's exactly what happened with her because she you know she's living there every day, and she was there for like 26 days. Um, and the way she explained it and the way I explain it to people is that essentially because she was in the hospital and there's a hospital across the street, it's like a train station. People are coming, people are going, you know, babies are oh, coming, sure. to world, people are leaving. And I would, I was teaching full time and I would come to the, the room and one day there's this line of people, a literal line of people coming out of the room. And I'm like, Oh my God, she's dying. She was a hooker again. Well, you know, no, I, that was, I was in ICU. Like at any time they were talking about me having an emergency surgery or I was like dying, dying. So he thought like we were under an emergency, like bad things were going down when he would get back from work. And what would it be, Max? It was literally like a line of doctors and nurses and the, the the regular staff that would be like trying to get in to talk to her because apparently word is spread like wild wildflower that this lady up in this room, you know, in mommy ICU could, you know, knew things. And I mean, I never forget that day. Like I'm literally walking 
you know, to the room and I see the lion and I rush to the door and somebody's like, Hey, the lion's back there. Yeah. <laughs> and like, like, no, no, she's, she's no lion for me. I'm like, cool. I, I, I know. So I'm with the band and I walk yeah, in right. and you know, there's like eight people in the room and they're just sitting around and she's like, da, 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 da. and she's just going to town. She's just telling them X, Y, and Z. And then, you know, then she looks at me. It was basically like like boot camp for her uh, for her gift. My blood pressure yeah. would change whenever there would be a fetal demise for another mom on oh, the wow. floor. I would be able to call it. Nobody would be able to technically tell me yay or nay because, you know, of HIPAA laws. But it would right. definitely be one of those things of something would go down. I could feel it. You yeah. know what I mean? And, and my blood pressure, they could tell when something would go down or was going to happen because my blood pressure would fluctuate. Right. So with it's, almost was like it was, it's almost like it was good for you to be doing that because you weren't Absolutely. some of the, you know, some of your concerns and, and, you know, your unborn child and all those things that were happening. So it's almost as if they were saying you should keep doing this because it's actually making you healthier. And to an extent, yeah. And then after he was born, it was really special because the way everything went down, he he shouldn't be here. And I would say there had to have been about 50 people in the delivery room just because he was my child. Like they oh, just wow. wanted to be a part of the moment. Yeah. And then we would go up to the ICU and Max there's I'm leaving giant chunks out, but Max would tell you that there's nothing that's going to ever keep me between me and my children. Cause I had had a C-section and I may or may not have cut corners to get to him sooner after 24 hours of not being allowed to be near him. Right. And when I had found out that the people from the surgery and the nurses and the doctors and everybody who had spent those days with me were up surrounding his cradle or sur I always called it the rocket ship mm. just, just to pray over him and to look at him and to watch him and to visit him every day they were working in the NICU. I mean, Sean, that's like huge. That's huge. Were, like, the nurses were like, this has never happened before. We've never had like, an entire surgical team roll in to the NICU and then be interested in the baby. Cause you know, once your job is done, you know, you, you, you move on. Right. Um, exactly. Well, they have more babies to deliver. And you right. know, I mean, it, it, it makes it sound like it's a machine. It, it really is. But at the same point, you know, they can't spend tons of time with everyone cause there there's the next big patient that's coming and that baby's out and, and doing well at that point. So I, yeah, I get it. Yeah. And to this day, eight years later, all of those people, well, soon to be eight years later, all of those people are still a very active part of our lives, you know, and, and even, and it's kind of cool because they delivered my granddaughter. Oh, Emily that's awesome. Yeah. yeah and, that's, and awesome. <laughs> well, that's like when she, you know, she explained that she was like on the phone with people going, no, she's going to have the baby. And normally speaking, the nurses would just look at you and go, okay, crazy mom. Okay, yeah. cool. Thanks. Right. And then because she knew like seemingly everybody there, she was just like, no, this is going to happen. They're like, okay, Stacey okay. it's going to happen, people. Let's move. Yeah, and exactly. Got to get ready. That's true. Yeah. So, so. I, you know, I think the thing that I'm most interested in that, that after hearing all of this, I most want to know, Max, I, what do you say to people when they're like, are you the crazy lady's husband? What, what is your like canned answer for that? Uh, my answer to that is, um, of course, no. Um, <laughs> You're like, she, who? No, she's, I go, no, my wife is married to the crazy person. <laughs> nice. I love that. I love that. You know, I, I think it's really gorgeous. I, I see clearly your posts on Facebook and we've chatted often. And I just love the care and love and respect that you have for her and her gift. I see it all the time, right? So quack back a little insider right clearly before each podcast we all chat and, and husband max is usually there so he's there to enjoy whatever nonsense we're talking about but putting things in and really telling telling everyone telling me reminding me and reminding stacy 
how great those things are and how great she is. And I just want you to hear that from other people because I know that's hard. I'm sure, you know, being a husband is hard general, but being a husband who can't hide things, right? Who can't be like, no, I'm having a fine day um, when you're not, right? Um, I think that's important. So I just want to give a little shout out to you for being such a great husband to Stacey. Because uh-huh. um, it's important, right? And um, I know she feels the same way, but she doesn't have to say that because I just did. Yeah, I was going to say we, I mean, we have a very, very, very open, honest relationship where it was like what Xavier, a friend of mine and I were talking a while ago about is you can't have a good relationship without honesty, without that trust. It's just like Rico Suave, we're talking, you don't have a good relationship without that God honest trust of everything. And he yeah, and I exactly. uh, have gone through so much where it, it, it gets ugly, believe you me. And, and we have had our moments of separation. We've had our moments of looking at each other going, all right, enough. I can't do this anymore. He and I are polar opposites. I'm little miss unsweet tea with extra ice and he's Mr. Coke with no ice. I mean, we're very, 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 very opposite people. I'm loud and crazy and, and I would go make friends with a rock and he's very, well, as my daughter always called him, the teddy bear with lightning bolts because he's very quiet and absorbent. And, but you've got to think about, he walked into this life of willing to be a dad to three kids. And I mean, Sean, it's like, He's never not been at an ER visit. He's never not been at a school recital. He's never not been, seriously, even when, you know, Emily was in false labor, he took the time off to get to the hospital. She had a car accident. He was there. I mean, he's been dad to all three of my kids where he walked both of the girls down the aisle with husband because he's other dad. He would kill for those kids. And, and I love that. I love yeah, it so much. They are his. And and it's funny because everybody will look at Jacob and go, oh my gosh, you know, you can't, what do they always say to you? You can't deny that one. <laughs> and Max is like, yes, I can. Because well, he's not. Now, they, now they've done it before. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Again. It's just crazy. And he, I mean, Max's dad and yeah. it, it's, it's, you, it's a very incredible thing. And I know what I have when somebody is so well selfless, he takes really good care of me when, you know, it's, it's sad. And I just say, it's my cooking. Um, it's not, <laughs> I love her, but, you know, it's, I'm, I'm, I can cook for myself. I'm sure. Maybe, I'm sure. Maybe it's so, other things, but <laughs> let's, let's wrap the wrap this up, Max, with one thing from you. If you, you know, we're, we're going to tell someone who's listening to this podcast, something that they don't know, what would you tell them? Something they don't know about Stacy oh, or about, about Stacey, life in yeah. general. About Stacy or about the gift, right? Something about that. Like, what, what, what do you think is that we haven't hit on yet that you know is not super long? Um, well, I'm a, I'm a concrete, sequential kind of person, so I need to have the answer in front of me, yeah, um, or to be able to find the answer. And the stuff that she pulls out of thin air is stuff that there's no rational way someone should know this. <laughs> True. Um, I mean. I have a very vivid imagination as she'll tell you, it's very dark. Um, <laughs> and it's, I I'll look at, she'll say something to somebody and the person's face will just like their mouth will drop open. They'll become pale. They'll start to cry, um, become very emotional. And I'm like, Oh my God. All she said was mockingbird. And then the person's like, you don't understand. That was my mother's favorite bird. And I mean, they would just, and it's just like, wow. Okay. Um, or the person will be closed off and she'll say something and the person all of a sudden will get quiet and just be like, I'm sorry, what did you say? And she'll repeat it. And she's like, I don't know why I'm saying this. And the person will be like, Oh my God, I, I, and you know, they, they make the, that connection for, um, within them, themselves. Um, but I would tell anybody, you know, if you, I, I, I didn't believe it when I first met her, she won me over and I'm a hard sell. Um, but if you don't think that she, you know, I, have a session with her. I mean, sit down with her. 
um she pulls stuff and she talks to me about stuff and she'll just be like da 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 i'm like how do you know about my grandfather who was already dead you know 20 years ago yeah exactly that's crazy stuff i love that so much and i think those are really great moments for her to hear too because you know if if quack quack if you don't know stacy's always hard on herself um so it's nice to hear those things from other people. I'm sure it's what? even nice to hear Being that. Being hard on myself? I don't ever know what you mean. I'm just sitting here playing back in my head, Max telling off the pastor from the church that, you know, had us leave. And it's just, it's interesting because he wasn't a believer. And now he's like my biggest advocate of like, hey, no, this is of God. Yeah. This is, and it's helped him figure out his spirituality to watch what I've yep. seen, what I've shown, what I've, you know what I'm saying? What I see, the dreams that I'll have. He's my go-to for every little thing when something happens or I'll get a thought. The very first thing I'll do is he's, he's that person where we'll be in the car and I'll be like, this is what's going to happen. Or I feel this, or what about this? And, and, you know, or, oh, I'm going to run into so-and-so in a, today. I can feel it. Today's this kind of day. And it's never wrong it's never ever wrong and she's also the most modest person i hate you every time (laughs) oh my gosh well on that note let's let's wrap up this with her modesty because that's always a win you suck so much (laughs) (laughs) he just he just put that right in my lap i couldn't yes he did that was nice of him yeah and we'll have to definitely have him on more often because you know Husband Max is somebody very different and, and special. Fun. Husband Max is special. <laughs> I, I am very special. That's true. Well, Stacy, you know, uh, tell everybody where where can we find you? On my couch. No, um, sleeping. Soul Probably Worker sleeping. Stacey. Yeah, I was gonna say at Soul Worker Stacy Renee on Instagram. And seriously, you guys, I'm not allowing my illness or anything else to stop me. You can ask Husband Max. Um, he, I drive him mentally bonkers because I don't stop to save <laughs> my life. She doesn't follow directions well. <laughs> uh, doesn't surprise. I bet if we could uh, call her kindergarten teacher, they would have told us that too. Well, um, no, I was the girl pulling out my staple. I mean, yeah, yeah exactly. Post surgery and be like, hey, what's? I'm like, what are you doing? Nothing. <laughs> and I'm like, what is that? She's like, it's my staple. It fell out. I'm like, what's on the plate there? And she goes other staples <laughs> like, i don't think those fell out i don't do well with sitting i just can't so i am i am here for service and i love to do my sessions and so you can find me at soulworkerstacyrene.com and sean my dear my love where can people find you well they're gonna find us together uh, uh on facebook right stacy yes. and sean for the soul or on the quack pack posse but if you haven't done, if you haven't filled those out yet, go ahead and like, review, subscribe, all those awesome buttons on your Apple Podcast or Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. Leave us a review, leave us a like. Uh, that'd be super awesome. If you're done with all those things and you still want to follow me, check me out on Instagram, Seanco15, S E A N C O 1 5. I was going to say, because you have all the really, like, I am envious of your Instagram, sir. Like of the yeah. of the crazy life. Well, yeah, check it out. Check it out. You'll see. You, whatever you have a perfect Instagram. It's so gorgeous. Oh, and, you're so yeah. sweet. I mean it. I'm mean a dog it. and all the crazy stuff going on here. But Stacy, husband Max, always great to have all of you here with us today. Crack, crack. Thanks so much for being with us. Bye. Thank you, Sean. Bye, Bye guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.